All right. I'm back. This is Brenna. Just finished filming my scenes for the Misadventures web series, Woo-hoo. webisodes. And now I have our good friend, Mike Tumble. Hello. Is that where we're going by yeah. officially yeah, now? Yeah, that is the name. All right. <laughs> How, tell us a little about, about the name. Uh, so, my name is long in Polish, and nobody can uh, say it if they read it, and nobody can write it if they hear it. So, it. Tumbles was a beloved nickname of mine from college, uh, because once upon a time, I fell really hard on a ski slope, and from that point on, my friends called me Tumbles. And you can ne- you never shook it. Yeah, well, okay. So yeah, I never shook it, right? All my friends from college still call me Tumbles. But when I moved to LA, I changed my Facebook name to Mike Tumbles so that employers couldn't find me. Oh, smart. Yeah, but then all my Angelino friends are like, oh yeah, Mike Tumbles. Uh, they just assumed that that was actually my name, which convinced me like, oh, people might believe that that's a name. So for anybody I mean, listening, my name is actually Mike Tumbles. I, I only have known you as that. <laughs> good, good. Oh, all right. Well, we're here on set. So you're here just helping out Nikki, doing some extra work, yeah, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, your acting history till now. Sure. Um, I have been acting since I was a kid. Uh, in third grade, my name got pulled out of a hat to be the little drummer boy in our school Christmas play. And oh my uh, is in that you too? In the episode, no, I was. My fun fact was that I was the Virgin Mary in my kindergarten Christmas play. Oh man, nice! <laughs> Look nice. at that. Well, See? there you go. Yeah, but uh, that's a nice launching pad. Yeah, yeah, definitely kickstarted things. Uh, so I've just been, you know, doing theater through high school, through college, started doing film after college and moved to L.A. six years ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just been doing it, doing the hustle. Since. Yeah, yeah, as much as I can. I mean, the, the grind is difficult for anybody, but, you know, working as much as I can, producing my own material when I can and uh, trying to get good representation to find me work. So, yeah. That is the struggle. Yep. Well, anyway, so now you're moving back home, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. To New Jersey? To New Jersey, uh, temporarily. Really, I'm okay. going to be in New York because I definitely want to keep acting. Okay, uh, yeah, so you're going to keep yeah, keeping yeah. it out there instead? Yeah, it's not a logistical decision at all. Uh, I, yeah. I think that L.A. is probably the better place to be for a film actor just because it's a numbers game. And yeah. there's more... You know, casting calls, more agencies, more casting directors out here. There's just more stuff going on. Even if it films elsewhere, they're probably yeah. casting here. Or at least that's still like an option that you yeah. have. So that's nice. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm going there to be close to my family. And if there is one other place to exist as an actor, it's New York. So I get to have my cake and eat it too by living there and pursuing acting and being close to my family. Especially nowadays, I feel like. Although you're right, people do do all the casting here in LA. But you see so many people that are like, "Oh, I sent a self tape in from here, from there." Yeah. You just kind of find somebody because, not that I know anything about New York, because I've never been there. Yeah, no, I it, that, that's weird, and, and it makes me question things too. You hear about Atlanta, you hear about yeah. even like Nashville or like Vancouver coming up as film yeah. hubs, and uh, I. 
I wonder how much of that is true. And at the same time, I wonder how much LA's stranglehold on the film industry is true too. Yeah. Because everybody needs people to be there in order for the film industry to exist. So they need to convince people to come there. True. So it's like, I, I, I don't know who to believe, but. Well, yeah, that's funny because there's this guy I work with at my bar and he, I think he's Australian and he was gone for a while filming something and he came back and he just moved to go to Canada because oh, he wasn't getting any work in LA. Huh. And I was, so we're all like, I don't know how that's going to work, but he's go- taking a gamble hey, on it and he's going for it. Maybe he'll be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Maybe. I, and then hop up, back over. Yeah. Honestly, but I'm kind of yeah. taking the same gamble. I just think New York's a better bet than, than Canada. Right? Well, at least you also have family. I don't think he has. Yeah. He just everybody's like, oh, he just went to Canada. Yeah. And we were like, oh, okay. But I, yeah, good for him and anybody else doing whatever they think is best for their career. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, Guy's already here happen, from Australia. Like. I, I, <laughs> true. true. Well, everybody said he was on some show. Out there, which is funny, you can be big somewhere else, and the minute you come to L.A., it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Which you would think it would transfer, like, a little bit? I feel like that's just kind of generally true of American media and everywhere else media. Like, like the American market just tends not to care if you are from somewhere else, which is ridiculous, but it's just the thing. I'm like... Maybe I should maybe I should change something up in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Seek out some like, I don't know. I I have been getting lots of Japanese music on my Spotify recently, really? which is like a nice change of pace. Yeah. And I don't know what tipped Spotify off to that. Like my Discover <laughs> Weekly every week consistently has Japanese music now. I'm like, "All right, cool." It sounds exactly like American music. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Japanese words and titles. That's like, wasn't that their new, I don't follow it much, but there's like some new boy band that's like, or they're Korean or oh, they're Japanese. I don't know. K-pop's a big thing too. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard it, but I, but I, I hear about it like when I'm like scrolling on things or it like pops up somewhere, but I've never actually listened to the music. Oh yeah. But I think they like sing in, you know, their language but it's like super hot poppy and like girls are like obsessed with it yeah yeah like they're edgy and cool so i watched a recent episode about this exact thing uh yeah no k-pop is is just pop on crack (laughs) it's like the boy bands that we know and love amplified to a thousand so so it's super super optimistic super super poppy very structured in how the bands are cast and portrayed and each member plays a different character and there are like stock characters that repeat from band to band it's it's crazy but i can see the appeal to it yeah like what's not to like? Yeah, I guess. it's it's super happy. It's it's very produced, so it's yeah. all curated and perfected for the viewer. Like, yeah. Which is funny that it becoming big out here because my brother he does music mm-hmm. and he produces music, but he does it for a Chinese company. Oh, whoa. and he's in San Francisco. Do they produce music for a Chinese audience or? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. He like just gives them like I think he does like the beats for them and then they put over there. They're singing the lyrics on it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Best thing with music, though, you can, I feel like you, it's a lot easier to be somewhere else and still be connected. Yeah. Whereas like film and TV, you have to like physically be there. Yeah. Like you can't film something 
in your hometown and send it and it's going to be in the movie. Like you have to be there on set to do it. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, here's my vocals. Put it on. Yeah, right, right. Like it's so much (laughs) quote unquote easier in that sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can figure out how to do that in New Jersey. Yeah, (laughs) God, let's hope. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, art is globalizing. You know, everybody is trying to expand to foreign markets and it's just kind of an inevitable product of people globalizing and moving around every other products being traded across borders like crazy so why yeah. shouldn't movies and music and and all of that be shipped from here to china to anywhere else or? exactly i agree well i think we're good on Woo-hoo. that's a wrap on tumble see ya <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back with another guest for you guys all right, so we're back, and I have Elspeth with me, Hello. who is the creator mm-hmm. of this web series that we are here to film. And this is your second project that you've, uh, yes, so written and filmed. Uh, I've created, yes, I created Sisters with uh, Nikki and Pam, um, but this is my first project, Stab, I should say, at writing. Okay. So. Um, I threw some ideas at Nikki, and she liked a few of them. And I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll write something down and see if you like it." And luckily, she did. She loved it. And here we are today, filming on our last day. Uh, I did. It was a good. It's a good. Good six, six, seven episodes. Seven episodes. Yes, seven episodes. It's been it's been a whirlwind. Um, and we're all shooting it out of order, which makes it challenging. Yeah. Um, but also kind I of never fun. understand I that. I never understand that either. I wanted to be like, let's shoot episode one and then episode two, so that way I can see how my character grows. Right. But now I said <laughs> now things in episode seven that I have to remember and come back. And that's on, and that's on you me. to remember. Yeah. That's on me. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're they're going to rehearsal, so we can still talk because I don't think they will pick us up. But no, we'll pause in a minute when when they actually action. I guess. Yeah. 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 So okay, we'll pause it then. So anyway, we're back, obviously. Tell me a little bit about the creative process that you had for this, if you had one at all, since it was your first step. Since it was my first step. Or did you just sit down and just try to... Um, I did, so I had thought about how the three of us could be connected again, and I didn't want it to be connected to sisters in any way possible. And so... I just started thinking, okay, what could we do? Maybe we're all roommates. Uh, but then I was like, no, maybe one person lives not with us. Um, so once I developed that, like, Nikki and I were the roommates or Sam and Frankie were the roommates, um, I wanted to figure out, like, how we would know each other, what we would do, um, and what kind of adventures we would go on, aka misadventures. Um, I also wanted my character to be gay um, from the beginning because I wanted a positive LGBTQ representation Mm. out there. Um, Yeah, definitely. Because I feel that sometimes they're not out there. You know, everyone just wants the giant sex scene and make-out scene, and I didn't want that. I just want, like, funny like hookups, yeah. like why can't like how it kind of really yeah. is? Like why can't why can't girls just two girls hook up and yeah. then you're like all right, bye, peace? Because it's the same, it's the same as, as the street anything, but anybody yeah. else. Um, um, so once I developed like that, then I was like, all right, 
what could happen? And then I just thought of all the stupid stuff that's happened in my life. And I just kind of like, all right, transcribed it. Transcribed it. <laughs> and it took me a couple weeks to write all of them down. Uh, and then I sent it to Nikki. And the ideas or the actual script? Uh, the actual script. Only two weeks? Only two, yeah. I feel like it would take me forever, yeah. but... I'm just not a writer, I guess. I, yet. I'm, yet. I, I don't feel like I'm a writer. I still don't feel like I'm a writer. It's really weird hearing people say the words. And I'm like, if you want to change it, that's fine. Hence all the ad-libbing mm-hmm. that is going on and happening because exactly. you're not sold on uh, sold on like, everything on paper. Like most writers are exactly. like cringing when you change the word. And some of, like, some of the stuff that people have said is gold. And I was like, I could never have thought about that. Right. Um, all right. They're taking an actual take. All right, we're back and don't remember where we left (laughs) off. Something about the creative process Mm -hmm. and the storyline. But we'll just end with, I guess, what's next for Elspeth? That's a real loaded question. That is a real loaded question. What's next for me? Uh, A break, that is for sure. Um, I have gone from two plays to a web series Oh my gosh. Uh, and need a break. Um, but what I actually want to do once we actually wrap, I want to start thinking about second season um, and where all of our characters go. Because, like, I don't know. It was really fun working with everybody, and I want to bring everybody back like you. No, thank I you. Back. Bartender. Good to know. I'm almost in season two. Almost. I mean, well, let's. <laughs> you could still write me I, I out. I could potentially write you out. <laughs> You know, maybe I, I get back together with the girl that cried at my intervention. Oh, maybe. So, oh, my gosh. Spoiler alert. Stay tuned for that oh, one, you guys. That's going to be a good one. Perfect. Well, we'll end on that with, with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. We're, we're back um, with Rex. Hey. What up, Rex? Hey, what's up, Taylor? How you doing? How are I'm you? I'm good. I've known Rex for about... Four years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We met in acting class. That's right. Yeah, we were yeah. yeah, we were the first people, I think, yeah. roughly in that class. I think you were in that class like a month before me, weren't you? Yeah, so just for Yeah, weeks, yeah, I was catching up. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Still OG to yeah. me. Um, we, okay, so uh, there's so much I want to ask yeah. you because you're a wealth of knowledge. Oh, I don't know. No, yeah. So you do voiceover acting. I do. You're an improviser. Yep. And you're... Just a plain old actor. Yep, just a boring actor. <laughs> yep. Describe yourself. Uh, uh, ooh, gosh, I'm the Night King. <laughs> I'm the whitest person that's ever lived, I feel like. Uh, Hence, was that the Game of Thrones? That's the Game of Thrones yeah, guy so. who can raise the dead, so I mean, I feel pretty confident. I got a dragon now. Yeah, sorry if I just spoiled any seasons for anybody listening. Ooh. I mean, I don't feel that bad at this point. You better be Kevin. Man. All right, we got to go real uh, quick. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was concerning. Uh, <laughs> Something just took place on set that actually had all of us in stitches. Yeah, yeah. But we can't it was talk a stiff one. It. Oh, very yeah. stiff. Ah, uh, gosh. Went from six to midnight. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Oh God. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I don't know so, how to describe myself. I never do. I feel like a dick whenever I do that. Come on, you're an actor. I mean, you have to I, I, uh, I'm a voice actor and comedian and writer, and uh, occasionally I get to do real on the camera with my face acting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been doing that for a long time, but in Los Angeles, I've been doing that for like five or six years. 
When did when was the first time you realized you wanted to be an actor? I was probably like five or six. Um, oh, wow. I think I was actually having this conversation with my dad recently because okay. uh, we were talking about Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And uh, I remember watching Back to the Future and Back to the mm, Future 2. Good And then movies. like in the same weekend, my dad wa- had me watch Indiana Jones. And I okay. just remember being like, these people, this is so cool. And yeah. he was like, well, they're those are actors. And that explained the thing mm-hmm. to me as a kid. I just remember thinking like, you can do that? Like that's a, th- a thing you can like, do? Right, an occupation. Yeah. And so like the idea of just being able to not be me and mm-hmm. other people would enjoy this thing that you did was such a cool concept as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Five or six years old. Yeah. You, I mean, sometimes you just know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and other times you're like, oh, eventually you get there. But I think that's awesome. Yeah. So what were, what was like the first performance you, you got into? Uh, the first one that I got into because I chose to uh, yeah. was uh, at like uh, sixth grade in middle school. Because all the ones that happen in um, elementary school are just like every kid's doing that. Like it's yeah, very normal. And even like honestly in a weird way in the middle school. But I at least like I was choosing to do it. And mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do it after school. And so yeah. that was fun. Uh, and so it was probably like sixth grade is when I started getting to do like school theater and like a little bit of like. What was the first play? Uh, the very first. If you can remember. I think <laughs> it was called The Beat Goes On. And it was like a review musical. Oh. And I remember at one point I played dancing hands that glowed in the dark while singing. That um, is sick. Uh, singing a Madonna song with like some other kids. What? Yeah, it was crazy. It was great. I love Madonna. Yeah, she was amazing. And the fact that you were able to do like a little finger dance too. Oh, we don't. I mean, it was taught to me. <laughs> okay. There was a professional there. Kids weren't allowed okay. to do it on their own. Imagine having that a t- that title of professional finger dancer. Yeah, it's like a finger dancer hand model. Aren't there finger dancers though? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, now. Right. But I didn't know back. I mean, yeah. when we were kids. That just blows my mind that that's a thing. I know. There was a, a woman on Ellen who made her own like set out of like a shoe box and her hands were like had shoes so like the hands were like um street dancing that's insane yeah. i imagine that person's home is either very normal or so frightening i would be nervous and i'm very interested in seeing the frightening one like i would, I would be like do. oh my god what is this place i can leave though right cool dude i could only imagine i would be like um i want to stay in this asylum yeah it might be in the oh same my god it would be definitely um what what? How old were you? Or not? How old were you? But yeah, we don't talk. How about long age. have you been in LA? I have been in LA. I think for almost six years now. I think it's okay. in July. Six, and then you had an unconventional way of getting rep because a lot of times it's very hard for people to get it rep. Is. It's the worst thing in the world. Explain how you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're right. It's super weird. Um, when I was moving here, uh, I was moving down here at the time with uh, a girl who was from California who's moving uh-huh. she was moving home so we moved yep. her down here like a couple weeks before I was mm-hmm. gonna drive all my stuff down and uh, at that time I had kind of just discovered the website reddit uh, which mm-hmm. now essentially I feel like almost everybody knows about oh my gosh and um, it's blown up it's huge like it's yeah. very successful and they were doing these things called uh, reddit meetups and it was very early and like the idea of meeting up with human beings on the internet was becoming less and less of a creepy thing yeah right and uh it was like pretender uh, right where we all just went okay let's do this um this seems safe this seems safe it isn't 
I mean, yeah, it could be. <laughs> right. But with the meetups was just a bunch of like, you know, like internet nerds and like yeah. enthusiasts and fans. He was just like meeting okay. up. And so I went to this thing. It was huge. And it was at Griffith mm-hmm. Park. And uh, how many people? Like over 100? No, like over like seven, 800. Like, oh, that's huge. Yeah, like for okay. like, or essentially like a loosely organized gathering of like minded wow. internet like shut ins. And I include myself very much in that hilarious description just because like it's for people who like find stuff they love on the Internet and like talk about it way too much. Okay. Fit that bill. Um, (laughs) And uh, I sat down at a table and just started Mm -hmm. shooting the shit with this guy. I'm assuming I can curse on a podcast. No, you. Yes, you can. I I was like, I hesitated (laughs) for a second. Everyone's so polite. Yeah. It's just because like I know that like my normal personality is like like I seem polite. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we're just shooting the shit with this guy and his wife and, mm-hmm. uh, he like, he's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm just moving down here. It's like, oh, I bet to be an actor. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, we talked for a bit and then he gave me his card and it turned out he owned an agency and wow. we've been talking for like 30, 40 minutes. And he was just like, well, when you're settled, contact me, I'd like to rep you. Nice. And I was like, oh, okay. And. Like I did, I, I moved down yeah. here and uh, got into improv yeah. right away so I could like make friends and get involved in something. And I reached out to that guy and uh, he and I are uh, still incredibly close friends. Like he's one of my best friends in Los Angeles. Wow. Talk every couple of days. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not how it goes. No. Majority of the time. Rex is super like amazing. So it's no wonder that he was able to do that. I mean, I feel like I was honestly just so lucky. That's awesome. Like, that is an insane thing to happen. Or meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Like it just. Because I timing. feel like lucky. It's like, mm, but you kind of have to have the personality, the right. Like it, you know. Yeah. It's too specific to not be meant to be. Yeah, it works if, if at it that moment sense. in a way where it was meant to be for me. Yeah. And like I'm so grateful that uh, just my. Uh, a, interest and ability to i guess talk to people that i don't know yeah i'm very comfortable doing it so that paid off finally it's like a superpower for you yeah yeah in a weird way you have other super powers i would say you you like to learn about a lot of different things do you think that helps you in um with auditions or in the audition room Uh uh-oh uh, uh, but yeah, now that we're back in to answer that question, yes. I am super, uh, super curious about everything. And, uh, I do really think that that helps, uh, sometimes, uh, with okay. acting. See, you know what? We get back into oh it. Oh my God. So yeah, it's, uh, or we're back. Yeah. Uh, yes, we're back. Um, for the 50th. It's good. The curiosity is good. Uh, it could be distracting though. Really? Yeah, because uh, once I'm interested in something, it's really hard to shut that off until I've like really gone down the rabbit hole. How many hours can you spend researching something? Like hundreds. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you lost sleep? Yes. Over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so okay, much. You, you must have a form of, of OCD. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But it's also. Um, uh, it is, uh, once I get distracted, I need to focus it on something. And <laughs> and then we're going to go dark again. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was saying exactly. So basically, you're saying it can, um, or you have OCD. 
Yeah, well, it's weird. It's because it's like I don't feel like I have to do it, but uh, it's weird. I feel like calling it OCD is like weirdly mean to people who have legitimate OCD problems. Because mine is just like an idiot with his lack of self control over like looking up YouTube <laughs> videos or reading articles or like picking up a book. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I think the thing is like if I start learning about something. Um, I start seeing how it is connected to other things I know or have been mm. interested in and it becomes easier and easier and more and more fun to keep diving because then you find out why things are related or like um, you talk with, about it with friends and they share stuff with you that is from their expertise or their experiences and so it just gets deeper and deeper. Got it. Yeah. So that one day all of your information will just become like the epicenter <laughs> of like everything you've ever learned yeah. and you're like ah oh, this is truth absolute <laughs> I truth have it. Uh, <laughs> i finally figured it all out thing, right? I, I just tell people all the time if, uh, if they're like how do you know that i'm like i just know a lot of oh they're moving oh, on to a new i'm scene. in it i'm ready to go are you in the speed i guess i don't know what i'm supposed to do okay. oh. but yeah uh, it's it's um it's just it's it's fun um and also like you know as actors you know when you're not like working in some capacity and if you're not in class or working on some material you find yourself with like a lot of downtime yeah uh between opportunities to act and so sometimes i find that uh so i'm not just focusing on acting alone and becoming the mm -hmm. most boring version of myself i could become right. uh it's just fun to learn about a lot of stuff like, yeah. um, and the reason that it can be a hindrance is that, um, it then requires the discipline to be like, oh my God, this super interesting thing I'm learning about that I really like. Yeah. I need to stop doing that right now so I can work on this, this audition that I'm sort of not pumped about, but I know okay. I got to do. So yeah. I'm going to go work on that now. And like, that's what I want to do, but like, it's not exactly the thing. Right. I want. So you're constantly like just telling yourself like, it's fine. I'm going to stop looking at yeah. candle stuff right now, or I'm, I'm not going to look at welding or woodwork or whatever the fuck it is. Um, wow. Yeah. And that, that's cool know. though, that you, you, like you spoke about woodworking, I would not know how to put anything together, but the fact that you've researched it well enough, I'm pretty sure you could like put something in. Yeah. And when I was a kid also, I did literally that. Like I was, what? yeah, I was the, uh, uh, I was the teacher's assistant to the woodworking shop, which you okay. have, to, you can only do after you get to a certain point in like skills with all this tool. You have to know to use all the tools, the CNC machines. Whoa. All that. And so you're basically there to make sure that nobody takes their finger off. So you have wow. to know how to do like a pretty good job and you're a kid who's yeah. trusted to do this. So <laughs> like also they must trust you somehow. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Because you're working with all kinds of things that could cut your fingers off, Exactly, right? yeah. It's just yeah. like saws and more saws. <laughs> Jeez. Which is fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Talk about like auditioning and um, I guess worst experience or like worst audition you've ever done. Oh, easy. Um, <laughs> so, um, gosh, like two and a half years ago, uh, the opportunity to uh, – to audition in person for a voiceover agency, a very big voiceover agency okay. in Los Angeles, uh, who I'm with now, um, uh, came up. 
and uh, that is usually called a booth read. So after you okay. do your demo and after you go and network and you submit to any agents and you finally get to read for anybody, they don't just take you. They go, mm -hmm. oh, you have a demo, great. So you can prepare something and produce it and it sounds great, <laughs> who cares? We need to know right. that you can do this in like five minutes. So we're gonna give mm -hmm. you three or four pieces of copy that we think you might genuinely get called in to read. And then you're gonna have like five to 15 minutes to look at it and then you're gonna mm -hmm. have to go and do it with a booth director which are these wonderful people who help you accept in this situation because they're not supposed <laughs> to. They want to see what you do. Um, that same day, I got a callback. Uh, oh, no, sorry, not a callback. I got an audition for a uh, like a cool scripted project, um, and I liked the script, and I liked the material, and yeah. um, I went in. The problem is, is I was preparing so much for this DPN uh, the agency who I, I'm with, uh, booth read and so excited about it, uh, that I didn't put the same preparation, the on camera one. And I was like, okay, Ooh. I have this one scene down. Like I, yeah. I can do this one. I'm super comfortable, but there's two other scenes. And I was like, well, worst case scenario, I can always be like, I really only worked on this scene cause I thought it was the one that was the meatiest and I liked it the most, which was yeah. all true. Um, I went in and the girl who was, uh, the casting director, uh, I recognized immediately and she called me in for something before that I got a oh, big call back on no. and I didn't book and she felt really bad and uh, this was like maybe a year and a half earlier and she stopped and looked over at the director and was like, I'm bringing him in. He's so great. This last time we did this project and like talked me up so oh, fucking no. much and I'm literally listening to her and I generally don't get super nervous for auditions. Yeah. Like I get anxious sometimes like anybody mm -hmm. but uh, I'm usually pretty good at being prepared enough in my mind that I'm comfortable and loose right. and the exact opposite started happening immediately and I was like oh fuck because no. in my brain I'm like girl you don't know you don't know what I'm about to like not do for you because <laughs> I have an audition that is a huge deal to me that I have to go to right after this and so yeah. she was like great so we're going to do scene one and I was like uh, okay not the one I prepared Oh no! And I just proceeded to give one of the worst auditions, if no, the worst audition I have ever given. And I was freaking out physically. I couldn't remember all the lines. I was uh, just like winging it, making stuff up, uh, and just done. It was it. And uh, no. they didn't have me do it again. And I, I wouldn't have either. Uh, and I left. <laughs> and I just thought to myself. Because uh, now I'm in a terrible headspace because I'm going to go do the other audition. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, but I, I had, I, that's just how it had to work out. Because I spent yeah. five hours the night before, like making sure I would be ready for the uh, booth read the next day. Yeah. And uh, I went in and was just like panicked, didn't know anything about how I was supposed to do oh. anything at this voiceover agency and sat down. And thank God they are the nicest people. And they made it very, yeah. Pleasant. So you had to make a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't regret it. I just wish mm -hmm. I could have like told that casting director right then, be like, "This is why I'm gonna fucking suck," and yeah. there's nothing I can do about it right now. I'm sorry, but as soon as she started talking me up, I just want to be like, "Stop it! Stop 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 please, it! Stop it. Please don't, don't, don't!" And I could see in her face as I was auditioning the realization oh. that I was bombing the shit out of this audition, like mm. bombing. Uh, she might, she might not ever bring you back in. No, no, no she'll never bring you back in. At least you're. I mean, there's a silver lining. You got to, you know, audition for or go in and read for your the agency that you're with now. Yeah. 
So that's yeah, great. You love them. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, when I first met Rex, Rex had just uh, booked a commercial. Yeah. What was it? Honda? Was a Honda commercial. Yeah. Honda commercial. I used to see you every time at the bar. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, another they guy. They played the crap out of that. And then I had to feel good. To, um, explain how the room was when you went in for that, which is commercial, which is a little different than, totally. you know, um, TV. Yeah. Uh, like commercial auditions are just, um, you have to know like how to like execute a few things in that environment that are like pretty yeah. straightforward about like how to like see the boards and how to like know where to look. And you can ask mm-hmm. a lot of that really quick. Um, but like other than that, unless it's very like strict, I kind of just do whatever the fuck I want. And the reason is, is like I've, I've, when I first started auditioning, I would try and do everything right. And for commercials, there's no right. There's just what they choose. And Mm -hmm. like, that's also kind of true in acting. Like there's no such thing as right in a performance. There's just a performance that's compelling or that you believe or that connects or that makes you laugh. And there's like a thousand different ways that that moment could happen. You just saw the one they showed you in the edit. On a mm-hmm. commercial, the director is going to be choosing these things. So I went in the room, and it was for like a very like businessy Wall Street guy. So I had like a like a suit and tie on, and yeah, uh, went in and just did it, and was just just kind of like played up, just like the guy who thinks he's owed something, you know, <laughs> just like I, you know, like oh, I work for Goldman Sachs or I work for J.P. Morgan or I work on this, I work on Wall Street, and like yeah, and like not with that voice because that's preposterous, but. <laughs> Uh, but as myself, as a, ho- a human person, and um, not an alien. Yeah, exactly. Not no. an alien. Not a robot. Not a vampire. No. Not anything weird. No. Uh, and the director was in the room for the first audition, which is super rare, and uh, it was really fun. And I was able to just kind of like have fun and be loose. Yeah. And kind of do what I wanted. Said most of the words. Hit all the important things, like you know mm-hmm. the name of the company and like uh, the big joke, uh, like the turn in the big joke. Yeah. And then was able to actually like make it feel organic enough that the stilted weird guy was enough that they liked it. So when I got the callback, they brought me in, and the director was like, "This guy is fucking great." So we just oh want you to that see must have felt it. amazing. It, felt the, the, it was the very first uh, like big like sized audition that I ever had for like something where they're going to be spending like millions of dollars. And, uh, it was the best feeling. That's awesome. I don't, like up until that point, I don't know if I'd ever had like something feel that exciting. Yeah. Um, you had a taste of yeah. it. And, uh, and now you want more. Exactly. Now I'm <laughs> fucking addicted and it's, it's, it's great. And, and like it was, it was so, uh, everyone was so nice. The weirdest thing got said to me afterwards, though, which I totally got, is that a bunch of the executives were there at this uh, after mm. a shoot party where it was like a gathering of people for like a, like a quick cocktail to say, thank you for working on the, this commercial. Yeah. And the, the crew was there and everybody was uh, having a nice time. And a bunch of the executives were like, God, you are that guy. It's just so uncanny. And the director heard them say that, walked up behind me after they left and was just like, ah, it's the job, man. They're always going <laughs> to think you're literally that person. And I was yeah. like, cool. Nothing wrong with it if you, you know, keep booking or yeah. they want you to bring you back. I'm like, yeah, I'll be whatever you want me to be. You're right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, well, you pay me a bunch of money, so yeah, I am that guy right now. Absolutely, for sure. And it, it taught me a lot. It was so cool to audition. It was also so cool because it was my first time getting to be on like a big, yeah. big set. That's awesome. Um, so that was great. Aww. Yeah, well, it was so fun. Thanks for having, or not thanks yeah, for you having were great. me. I really enjoyed <laughs> 
really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Right? No, I don't know how it turned into Rex's <laughs> podcast. See what I mean? It's just that likable. Yeah, He's going to take my job. <laughs> no, but um, thanks so much for sitting on this couch with us. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. It felt like an hour in between That's takes. That's just because I was long-winded. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, before we go. Yeah. Are you working on anything right now? Are you doing anything yourself? Um, I'm uh, writing a little bit and um, uh, trying to do some more improv and some some more comedy stuff. Uh, uh, Do more live shows after iOS closed. A lot of different teams had to move around. Um, And then um, shooting with you guys here on Nikki's project. Misadventures. Yeah, Misadventures. Um, And then just auditioning a bunch. So nothing strictly going on right now. That's awesome. But you you got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, busy. Instagram handle. Uh, it's Where can at we? Howl Loud with three L's in the middle. So H O W E L L L O U D, I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, follow Rex for all his cool Instagram photos. <laughs> None of them make sense. <laughs> I hope they enjoy them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on Thank the show. Thank you, Taylor. All right. All right. Yes. Well, I think we've had a bunch of different guests on and hopefully you guys enjoyed it yeah. or we've now reached the end we have if or if anybody yeah. has a favorite guest feel free to let us know and we'll yeah. bring them back we do have access to them yes <laughs> they're at our disposal yes so let us know get interactive with us you know uh comment on our instagram leave us messages whatever Comment. on Podbean, yeah. iTunes. And if anybody's interested in what we're actually shooting, we will have updates on that once it is available. Yes, and once we can talk we'll about it. We'll post it on Instagram and we'll also talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, this took us about three hours. <laughs> Sorry for all do. the starting and stopping. Yes, yes. But it was fun nonetheless. And I got to see Brenna in action. Yeah, we got to see Slurm everybody we love bar. doing what they love. Yes. And all the in-betweens. For sure. Hopefully you guys heard like a little bit of back- background noise. I'll take some behind-the-scenes photos, so I'll be posting those. So, so you guys check them out at WeChat Wednesday.